It's probably a bit too early to be talking about the playoff race, but we are at the Thanksgiving break and things do snowball from here. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about how the Boston Bruins might have to worry more about the Metropolitan Division than the Atlantic when it comes to qualifying for the playoffs this season. Let's get into today's episode, shall we? Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day, free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. So please hit that subscribe button on both platforms, uh, and each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to listen, download, enjoy at your leisure. Probably download, then listen. Although if you want to stream it, that works too. Uh, today is Tuesday, November 23rd. The Bruins had an optional practice on Monday as they get ready for tomorrow night's game against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, briefly touch on some news and notes uh, from Bruins practice before looking at the Atlantic Division power rankings. Before that, quick reminder that you can uh, follow along on Twitter at LockedNHLBruins. You can also... Uh, follow me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at ENC McLaren. Instagram, the podcast is also locked NHL Bruins, so give that a follow as well. Like I said, the Bruins had an optional practice on uh, on Monday, and afterwards, uh, head coach Bruce Cassidy was asked about potentially moving David Pasternak to the second line. Uh, in an effort to, uh, you know, try to jumpstart the offense, get Charlie Coyle going. Um, and, you know, it's getting more and more challenging to see Charlie Coyle sticking at the second line center spot. He's been pretty good so far, but at the same time, you know, I think, uh, Mike Rupp, who played with him in uh, Minnesota, he said the other day on NHL Network, I believe, that uh, Coyle is more appropriately slotted at the third-line center spot. And I think that's pretty uh, much the opinion uh, of everybody. Now, when it comes to the top line, potentially moving Pasternak off there just to get things going, uh Bruce Cassidy said it's not something that he's looking at right now. Again, the common theme is that um, everybody is potentially trying to be a little bit too fancy, trying to make that extra play instead of just getting the puck on net. And that's what the Bruins need. In fact, it is what they're doing. They do have a pretty good uh, shot differential in the NHL at the moment. Uh, But it's those quality chances. It's maybe faking the pass, getting the puck on net, 
uh, that is key for the Bruins at this moment. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about this here in a moment as we uh, look at the Atlantic Division power rankings. But right now, 15 games in, uh, the Bruins head coach is not considering yet breaking up the top line in an attempt to uh, get the scoring going. Cassidy said, I've always said, I'll do it when we're healthy and there's somebody who can go up there at the start of the year. Coyle was the second line right wing because didn't have any right wingers healthy. So we weren't going to do it then just starting to get healthy. Now that line complements each other. Well, even though you could say they could play anywhere. Well, of course they could, but they do do a good job of complementing each other. Probably happen at some point. Just want to make sure it's the right time. So yeah, the question is, of course, if Pasternak were to come down, who do you put on the top line? Do you put Nick Foligno up there? Do you put Craig Smith up there? There's obviously a trickle-down effect, and uh, you don't want to really disrupt what you know works already in the top line. One um, encouraging aspect of the bottom six right now is uh, Eric Howla, who really needs to continue to um, kind of get some more production. He scored his first goal recently, and uh, Bruce Cassidy said they're still getting to know Eric. He's still getting to know us. I don't think there's an automatic answer of how they can get even more production out of him. Uh, a good example, he said, was Craig Smith's goal broke out in the right spots. They're going as a group, a little more of a line rush. Uh, with DeBrusque and Smith when Hall is out there. So when that happens, all three lanes are filled. You get to the puck at the right time and get attacking. Uh, and that's something that they need to do more consistently. Uh, so again, I think part of the problem is so far this season, the Bruins have played so few games. There's a lot of new faces in the lineup. Uh, there is, you know, the lack of... David Krejci down the middle. Uh, there's new goaltending. There's just so many moving pieces, um, and they haven't really had enough time to get into a game rhythm. So when it comes to Eric Howla, uh, you know, Thomas Nosek has played pretty well on the fourth line. Uh, when it comes to Taylor Hall getting going, again, he's kind of off to a fresh start with the Bruins because he is playing with uh, – I mean, he's playing with Craig Smith still, but playing with a new center in Charlie Coyle. Um, they seem to have some momentum going after the win against Philadelphia, three straight wins. Uh, but then that loss against Calgary uh, really set them back a bit, and they will look to get going uh, tomorrow night against the Buffalo Sabres, a game that we will preview here on the podcast tomorrow, the Sabres. Uh, we're in a, a bit of a shootout affair last night with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets losing 7-4. to four. So there's definitely an opportunity there for the Bruins to put up some goals on a pretty leaky Buffalo Sabres team. Before we talk about the Sabres, the other Atlantic teams, and where the Bruins fit, uh, let's talk for a moment about Built Bar. Thanksgiving is just a couple days away, and perhaps you're a bit apprehensive about what you're going to have uh, for dessert if you don't want to kind of load up on sugar, on 
the fat, the calories, all that kind of stuff. You can replace a coconut cream pie, for example, with a coconut built bar or get a cherry barcia built bar to replace that cherry pie. Uh, one slice of pie has about 300 calories on the low end. Most built bars uh, tap out at about 130 calories, four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. It's a great option when you're hungry or, again, as a dessert replacement as they're covered in 100% chocolate. Uh, there's new surprises all month, limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly, so check the site often. Nothing like a built bar Black Friday as well. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Available on all platforms. Please subscribe uh, as well as on YouTube so that we uh, yeah just can keep this positive momentum going. I really appreciate all of you who take some time to listen, especially every day, but also those of you who are only able to listen a couple times a week. It really means a lot every single download. So let's look at the Atlantic Division power ranking, shall we? And definitely a two-tier division developing here. Uh, No surprise who's at the bottom. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the Senators just came back from a week-long COVID break. Uh, they actually held up for a bit against the Colorado Avalanche last night, but just could not hang for the entirety of the game, losing 7-5. to five. Uh, They have a record of 4-11-1, uh, 281 point percentage, minus 18 goal differential. Um, a bit of a, a write-off year once again for them as they try to develop uh, some new players. Montreal Canadiens, 5-13-2, 300-point percentage through 20 games, so almost a quarter of the season gone, and uh, they have lost uh, 17 games, no, sorry, 15 games so far out of their 20. Minus 26 goal differential. Uh, even if Carey Price comes back soon, there's really no saving this team this year. At some And at some point, they're going to have to make a decision on whether Mark Bergevin should be the guy to um, guide them through the rest of this season, potential trades, uh, with a view to yeah, trying to get back on track uh, in the offseason. They do have some players who could be available via trade later on. Um, but, uh, who knows if they'll be willing to, to trade with our uh, Boston Bruins now uh, in sixth place, Buffalo Sabres, Boston's opponent, uh, tomorrow night after a pretty good start, they've tailed off a bit two seven and one over their last 10 games, seven, nine and two overall four forty four point percentage minus eight goal differential, a very beatable team tomorrow night. The Detroit Red Wings, they also had a pretty good start. They're still hanging around. They're actually ahead of the Bruins when it comes to points, but the Bruins have five games in hand on them. Uh, They have a 475 point percentage, a minus 13 goal differential, four, five, and one over their last 10 games. And, uh, you know, once the Bruins start to catch up in the schedule, I think we'll really see here that, uh, yeah, there's a big uh, gap between 
the Bruins, and the Detroit Red Wings for as well as they've started. Uh, they're a bottom six or seven possession team, expected goals. They are a bit better, I guess. They're middle of the pack, but still under 50%. Uh, so they should continue to fall back down to earth. So that leaves uh, the top four teams for the Bruins to f- kind of wade their way through. Right now, they are ranked in fourth, 15 games played, nine and six, 18 points, a 600 point percentage, uh, plus three goal differential. I uh, really like to see the offense uh, come up for sure. And uh, when it comes to the Bruins' underlying numbers, very confounding to be sure. When you look at shot attempt differential at five on five, where the majority of a hockey game is played, they rank fourth, 53.65% in their favor. Uh, shot differential, so that's actually tracking shots for, shots against five on five. They rank first in the NHL, 55.85. Expected goals, they rank third, 54.91. But then when you come to shooting percentage and save percentage, that's where there's a big uh, difference here. 6.43 shooting percentage for 26th in the NHL and a 90.96 save percentage, sorry, 90.66, which is 29th in the NHL. So the underlying numbers suggest that, you know, things are going well. They're generating shots. They're generating uh high, you know, relatively, maybe not high danger um, chances, but let's see what their high danger shot attempt where they rank. Uh, That's where things change a bit. They are ranked seventh, so not really too bad, 53.11. So there's a bit of a drop off there, but everything suggests the puck should start to go in for the Bruins sooner than later, and that will elevate their five-on-five shooting percentage and kind of hide some of the deficiencies that we've been seeing in net. So that's definitely something to watch for the Bruins in the coming days, how those underlying numbers match actual uh, production. Third place, uh, pretty tight between the Lightning and the Maple Leafs. Uh, Leafs have played 20 games, 13, 6, and 1, 675 point percentage, plus six goal differential. The Lightning 10, 4, and 3, a 676 point percentage, plus three goal differential. I'll give Tampa the slight edge there because they have those games in hand and the goal differential not that far off. Florida remains the number one team, 13, 2, and 3, 806 point percentage, plus 24 goal differential. Uh, in fact, they are, yeah, probably second in the East right now. Uh, bit behind Carolina in point percentage, but they do have a better goal differential. Both teams looking like the class of the Eastern Conference so far. Now, when it comes to the playoff chase, wildcard spots, right now they are held by uh, two um, Metropolitan Division teams. Point-wise, the Bruins are two points back of the wildcard. Uh, but they do have games in hand. If you look at uh, how point percentage affects their standing in the Eastern Conference, right now they rank 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 
So, you know, it's going to be a real race to keep up with those metropolitan teams. It's either, um, you know, there's three teams from each division that advance to the playoffs and then two wildcard teams. So if they do in fact, um, you know, finish fourth in the Atlantic, then uh, it could be a situation where they're going to have to fend off some metropolitan teams. Columbus, probably likely to fall off a bit. Uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, these are all teams that uh, the Bruins are going to have to hold off or catch uh, in the race for a wild card spot. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. At the moment, they rank fourth in the um, in the Atlantic Division. So, yeah, that's how uh, the Atlantic Division power rankings shake out. And uh, before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, it's Thanksgiving. We all know what that means. Football. Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this weekend. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. Not just football, they have you covered for pro college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. They are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, let's move on to some news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, the Canucks really struggling these days, and it looks like they may be in sell mode. Uh, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet indicates Tension is really high. Everybody's looking around at everybody else and saying, okay, we're waiting for something to happen. Is it going to be Jim Benning who's fired? Is it going to be Travis Green? Excuse me. Uh, is it going to be a coach? Going to be a player? Uh, Green, I should add. The only game, Bruins Leafs game I attended in Toronto was um, won by the Bruins, 2-1. And Green scored the game winner. Uh, there could be some players like Brock Besser available, JT Miller. Uh, the Bruins could be interested in Besser, I think, as a uh, right-hand shot. Let's see what his uh, cap hit is at the moment. Uh, Besser, $5.875 million this season. Uh, he'll be a restricted free agent, so there's some control there. That could be tempting. He's got four goals, four assists through 16 games at the moment. Uh, and again, a very talented uh, right-hand shot drafted uh, 23rd overall in 2015. So that's definitely something worth watching the state of the um, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Vancouver Hockey Now, when it comes to Besser, his name has been out there since the offseason. Trade talk has heated up in recent days. Uh, Jim Benning, of course, does have a relationship with the Bruins as a former executive there. Uh, so perhaps that's a deal that could be swung, but but who knows. Uh, in other news, Troy Terry's 16-game point streak was snapped last night. Um, Kale McCarr scored twice to become the first defenseman in Avs history to record multiple goals in consecutive games. Pretty crazy considering they had Ray Bork back in the day, Rob Blake. Uh, very talented blue liners. And uh, 
what else is going on? Yeah, sad news in Philly. Uh, Flyer center Kevin Hayes, who came back last week, emotional goal celebration uh, to honor his brother Jimmy, whose 32nd birthday would have been just the other day. Uh, he is out week to week after uh, re-injuring uh, an abdominal issue the other night. So that's uh, tough for him for sure. I think that's pretty much it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Ruins. Thank you so much for uh, checking out the podcast once again. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the um, game against the Buffalo Sabres. Last night, cut up on succession. Again, wildly entertaining. Cannot get enough of the show if you haven't watched it yet. I do highly recommend it. Um, Again, keep an eye on Metropolitan teams in the standings right now. Uh, the Bruins, I don't know if they'll be able to push into the top three and get one of those guaranteed Atlantic Division playoff spots. Therefore, they'll be uh, in the mix for a wild card spot, which means they'll have to yeah, fend off these Metropolitan teams. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that shakes out here in the days to come. Anyways, take care, friends. Hope you have a great Tuesday. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked on Boston Bruins Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.